I'm Miles Sprague. Uh, I'm a linebacker from Holyoke High School, the class of 2022, and you're listening to the Playmakers Corner. What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts today, Simon Villanos, along with Cody Stauffer. And today we are hitting you with another interview. Uh, Here, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Introduce like who you are, obviously your name, uh, what school you go to, what you play, and uh, what class you are. So, hey, guys, I am uh, Miles Sprague. I'm from Holyoke, Colorado. I play linebacker. It's my primary position, but obviously I play all over the field in 1A. I play quarterback, running back, all that. And uh, I'm in the class of 2022. Hey, man. Thank you for coming onto the show. Uh, literally, you reached out to us yesterday in, in terms of yesterday, August 6th, which was when that 1A breakdown uh, came out. And so we really appreciate you coming onto the show and supporting us, man. Uh, we've had our eyes on you for at least for a year now you know we, we're semi-familiar with your game and what you've done over at holyoke and all that so we appreciate you coming onto the show oh, oh yeah no problem i was happy to i appreciate what you guys do you know part of getting colorado back to a football state is media and just covering the players more and doing more to cover everybody so i think it's great what you guys do Sir, big facts. We appreciate that, man. Well, we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. But you know what? Let's kind of get to know you. These are some questions that uh, we've asked all of the guests that have came on here. And, you know, we've interviewed the likes of Corey Taha and um, some Cherry Creek players here and there and some of the best in Colorado this last year. And, of course, you know, players from out of state. But, you know, the first question we kind of ask is, you know, what's your favorite, like, sports experience? experience slash memory that you have while playing so this is like a sports memory that you have that you were actively like participating in as in like you were playing uh the sport and really this could be any sport you know uh obviously this is a a football podcast but you know we are fans of multiple other sports and you know other athletes have mentioned other sports as well but you know what is your favorite sports experience in your opinion so Mine is definitely from football last year. You know, we didn't know if we were going to play or anything with COVID. So we finally got the chance to go. And it was a little weird because they switched up the conferences. So Highland actually joined our conference for the year last year. So we played them in our home opener. And it was a tough game. It was a tough game all game. And uh, we were down two touchdowns, actually, in the first quarter. We came back and tied it at half. And then we tried to, nobody scored the entire second half. We missed the field goal, so it went to overtime. And actually, we scored on fourth and 10 in overtime. Somehow, I just ran around and scrambled so I could make a play. I threw it to my brother, actually, and we were able to score and then get the two-point conversion. And then they got the ball, and uh, they scored on the very first play, but we were able to stop the two-point conversion and get the W. So that was definitely the best moment I've had. Jeez, man, what a play. That's, That's a an core exciting memory. game. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. a core memory, low-key. <laughs> I've awesome. never been that sore, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got you, man. And Highland, they were a solid squad last year. We actually covered their running back, Holden Morgan, over there. Uh, and we've talked to him briefly as well, you know, and so he's he's a <laughs> – that's, that's a heck of a dude to go up against every down and whatnot. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. So – 
Yeah, well, we are going to go ahead and assume that you are a sport fan in some capacity. You know, you, you like to watch sports or be a fan of it. And so, you know, we just want to ask you, you know, what's your favorite, like, sport viewing experience? So this is, like, more of a memory that you have, like, as a fan. You're not participating, but you're, like, watching. And this could be any level, like NFL, college, uh, high school, um, even peewee as well. But what's your favorite sport viewing experience? Man, this is tough. There's a lot. There's a lot of experiences, but probably the one I'd have to go with is the 2016 NBA Finals. Uh, that game seven was insane. I enjoyed the heck out of it. And that block, that block was crazy. It was legendary. That was definitely my favorite sports game to watch. It was insane. That is definitely up there. That actually might be mine because we actually <laughs> answered these questions a very long time ago. And I, so that that's up there for me, too. I remember yeah. where I even was. I was down in Pueblo at a football camp in between, like after the uh, last practice had ended when I was watching that. So it's like, where were you? That's how uh, impactful that sports you know, game is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah, knows sure. where they were. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was um, I was in the Springs betting my Jordans on LeBron winning. So, that, <laughs> so, so I, I was lucky that that he won because those were uh, my only pair of Jordans at the time. But <laughs> hey, I I, I kind of have a side question to ask you here because we've had a couple uh, players from out of state, you know, specifically more so like girl football players, like girl flag football players from out of state, and you know they all like love the Patriots and Tom Brady and that whole thing and so i wanted to ask you are you a are you a broncos fan or what's your, what's your nfl team oh yeah i'm a huge broncos fan that's yes. i hate watching i hate watching them right now because they're struggling but we'll see i was hoping we we're gonna get aaron Rodgers, but me too brother happened, so we'll see i i love i love drew Locke, but i just don't know if he can get the job done but we've got a hell of, we got a hell of a team around him so we'll see finally a broncos fan on this podcast i think it's been forever dude yeah it's probably been like five or six months which is weird um but i hey that's good to hear man because surprisingly enough there are plenty of players in colorado who i don't know who, who aren't broncos fans but i just figured i'd ask so yeah that's there you crazy. go yeah yeah it is crazy but uh you know what let's let's get to your game though so uh, I'm just go we're just gonna be honest, you know, you are the first player that we've had on for an interview that we haven't done like an extensive breakdown on as in like put out an episode on you and whatnot. And we probably will, you know, um, sometime this year. I know you're on our request list on our TikTok. You've been requested at least once. And so we keep a list of players that we want to eventually do. And so we've been kind of holding out um, on these uh, class of 22 players. Uh, for this next year and so we'll we'll get to it when we do you know but you know we've definitely watched your game or i've definitely watched your game before and so you know this is kind of a kind of kind of a way to you know introduce yourself to our fan base as well and you know the into the state that does that may not be as familiar with you as well but you know just right off the bat you know i want to ask you about your opinion on this but you know who do you model your game after obviously you play multiple positions on offense and defense you kind of do it all there but you know who are some players that you look up to and be like yeah like i i, I kind of resemble that in some way and it doesn't have to be one player obviously it could be multiple players and whatnot um, and it doesn't just have to be NFL players too. It could be anybody. So, yeah. So this is a little weird for me. Cause I don't 
I've played safety a little bit, but I haven't played it a ton. But I really try and model my game, and I've always been huge fans of Ed Reed and Sean Taylor, just because the way they hit and they flew all over the field. They were great athletes, and I love watching them. And then I actually, you know, the mental side of it. I try to model my mental side of my game to people too, and I like to look up to people like almost Baker Mayfield because of his moxie, his personality, and I like to when I step on the field. I know I got Moxie with. I know I got some pride and some Moxie with me, and I can get the job done. So that's who I try and model my game after mentally, and then physically. Yeah, Ed Reed and Sean Taylor. They just the way they fly, they flew all over the field, was uh, exactly what I want to be like. I know Cody loves that because he's an Oklahoma fan, so <laughs> so he loves the Baker Mayfield aspect there. Yeah. Oh, you betcha. But I also, you know, Ed Reed and Sean Taylor, uh, two of the best safeties to ever watch play the game as well. So overall, lots oh, yeah. of good things to look at there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'd say pretty accurate. You know, I could definitely see that for sure. You know, so that's uh, that's really interesting. But but, you know, with that being said, you know, let's uh, let's continue to talk about your game. Right. You know, so I, I kind of I just want to keep asking your opinion on this because, you know, we'll do our breakdown eventually and whatnot. You know, um, yeah. regardless, you're still a great player. You know, don't get it twisted. We just have you know, we just got to get into that into those specifics yeah. here later. Yeah. But, you know, in your opinion, what are like two to three qualities that like separate you from other players in Colorado or even the country in your opinion well i'd say my versatility first off because you know i've played quarterback since i was a freshman and i've played linebacker uh i've passed rushed a little bit i've played in this i played safety i played some running back so i've really played all over the field and i feel like that's the best quality that i have is i'm just i don't like to say i'm a position specific athlete i just like to say i'm a football player and i can play football wherever wherever i'm needed and uh that's what i really try and do and that's really the the second thing i would say is just my leadership my leadership and my ability to get it done when the when the lights are shining bright and i think i do a good job of that and i enjoy it man i enjoy the spotlight and i enjoy being in it and i enjoy the pressure so Love that answer. Honestly, I really do. That's awesome, man. That's awesome to hear. Um, I, I wanted to ask you actually about this season. You know, so will you be will you be the starting quarterback and uh, linebacker for the squad moving forward? Because I know on your Twitter, I did see some wide receiver drills and some other stuff in there. So. Yeah, so I've been working really all over the field. I'm off on offense. I'm gonna play linebacker on defense, but we'll see here. Just because. I don't I don't know I'll probably be I'll, I'll rotate in a quarterback definitely but my bro, my younger brother Wyatt he's a he's a hell of a quarterback and he played wide receiver last year for us but I think he's going to do most of the work this year and really it's just because it makes us more versatile it, it gives me the ability to be all over the field in motion running the ball back at quarterback or out catching the ball so I think it just it puts us in the best position to win and that's what makes us best so Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, that's really interesting, actually, because I know, I mean, I, I don't know. I know Miles Prep Red Zone Report, I want to say. I'm, I might be totally misquoting it, but I know I definitely saw your brother up there as one of the top returning receivers. And so yep. that'll be really interesting to see. And But you're right, though, the versatility, you know, there's definitely something to it if both of y'all could get it done, you know, as long as you win games, right? Yep, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, man. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, uh, look, I wanted we wanted to ask you about your reaction to our breakdown of the 1A level just because, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of reactions. We'll just say that, you know, we've gotten a lot of love from oh, uh, yeah. from Lyman for sure. It, that's kind of obvious because they were our pick to win it all. Um, but, you know, we've yeah. had some guys from Buena Vista and uh, really all the schools that we kind of talked about reach out to us. And so um, first things first, you know, uh, this interview will be coming out either this monday or wednesday it'll come out next week you know before the two-way um episode but basically you know we just wanted to ask you about your reaction to the breakdown and all that and you, hey man be real with us you know you don't gotta sugarcoat it be real with us i know uh, you feel like oh, your yeah. squad is definitely in there and we definitely mentioned that uh on the on the podcast at least so so go ahead oh yeah well, I enjoyed listening to it. First of all, it was good to listen to. I didn't, I didn't agree with all of it, but I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, Lyman, you know, they're a great squad. I got, I talked to those guys. Um, they're cool guys, but we've always had that little rival, that little rivalry, since uh, since we came into high school. So I've enjoyed that. We've kind of been, you know, that at the top of one A football. They've obviously been at the top top for the past three years. But uh, I think I think we got a good squad this year and we can make a lot of noise and we can get it done. And we have great coaches behind us. Our coaches do an amazing job. And uh, I think we can we're definitely going to push for it. And I can't wait for that Lyman game at the end of the season. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's what hey, we like to hear. Yeah, yeah, you love to hear that. That might be a game that we need to make a trip out to and, uh, you know, cover it. Just just see what's up and uh, all that stuff, you know. But that's oh, yeah, that's awesome sure. to hear, man. That's awesome to hear. And so um, your team actually is returning a lot of players this year, a lot more than I thought, you know. Um, I was looking at a couple different uh, articles here and then looking at y'all's rosters. Uh, y'all are definitely returning a lot of players. Obviously, you are losing one of your best players um in yep. joey beckner you know he had 16 sacks last year led yeah. n- not only 1a but he led the entire state in the fall and spring season in sacks with those 16 in a shortened year and all that um but other than that you know you're returning a lot of players you know we just you kind of gave a little bit of that but you know what we want to give you a chance here man go ahead and give us your case for why you believe holyoke is holyoke right yep Okay. Um, why you believe Holyoke will be a contender this year and, you know, has a good shot at winning it all? Well, so I got to start from my sophomore year. You know, we were really talented and really good my sophomore year. Uh, we lost. We ended up losing in the semifinals to Lyman. We beat them in the regular season. Then they got us in the semis. But uh, after that, we had a ton of seniors that graduated and we were really, really young last year. You know, we had a lot of freshmen in the secondary and playing wide receiver. We had a pretty young line and this year you know we lost joey obviously that's a huge loss he's a great player but uh we can find those guys on the line and our all of our skill positions are one year older they're one year more experienced and uh, i think that chemistry is there now and that experience is just it's huge honestly i remember the jump i made from my freshman to sophomore year was insane just because of having a year under my belt and i think with the chemistry that we have the coaches that we have and uh, we just have a lot of good football players on our team. And I think that's the most important part. We got a lot of good football players technically. Well, we're technically sound. We're disciplined. And I think 
you know, with our schedule, we're playing the best in the state. Our conference, we're playing the best in the state almost week in and week out. And I think it prepares us for the playoffs really well. You know, some like some of the mountain teams, they don't necessarily get the schedule we do every year. So with our conference schedule, we have the ability to prepare for the playoffs and really get ready to go at it and battle when times get tough. Yes, sir. You love to hear it. You love to hear it. All right, man. Well, hey, you know what? I, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely a bit convinced here. I'm definitely a bit convinced here, man. Because even on the on the episode, we talked about how you know the strength of schedule. Obviously, it's a big deal when it comes to rankings and all that, right? But yeah. also, uh, last year you kind of saw there were some teams that weren't really challenged until the playoffs, and then you you saw a lot of stumbling around and whatnot. And you know, it's never a bad thing to be battle hardened. You know, obviously, you got to make the playoffs to oh, you know yeah. be ready and whatnot, but. You know, once you make it there and you have that experience, that's never a bad thing, um, you know, to have that uh, tough, uh, you know, in-game regular season experience. So that's what we love to hear here. Uh, Co- Cody, what, what do you think about that? And then this is kind of our transition here. But what, what do you think about uh, what Miles said? You know, what's your opinions on Holyoke after uh, after his case here? Well, he makes some compelling points. I mean, obviously, you know, y'all were a playoff team last year with the inexperience, you know, working against yep. you. So, you know, they all those younger players have a playoff game under their belt, which is crucial. And, you know, it, it makes them very hungry in the in the offseason. And, you know, on top of that, a lot of these first year players, uh, Simon, they, they had to go through COVID and, and stuff like that. So the offseason yeah. was super wacky. And the preparation was super wacky. I was trying to coach last year through it. Um, and it, it was, you know, it was a Whoa. mess. It was a mess. Yeah. yeah, let me say something real quick. So last year, we went down to Lyman for the quarterfinals. Uh, we went down there with 17 guys because of COVID. COVID just hit us real, real hard that week. We had a bunch of guys in quarantine. We were playing guys that have never really stepped on a varsity football field before. And going down to the number one team in the state with 17 guys is definitely not ideal. So... It was yeah. hard. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's I, I didn't that's even know that know. part, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Further, the further you get into the season, the harder teams got hit uh, with COVID, especially like uh, smaller schools, I'd say, um, where yeah. you just lose, especially like starters and stuff. Um, that's just how it was. And, you know, obviously y- y'all still showed up and played and, you know, but uh, yeah, that you don't have that going against you really this year. Well, you know, hopefully not. Um, knock on wood, of course. But yeah, cross our fingers. Yeah, cross fingers. But you know, a more regular off season has definitely happened since then. You know, since last year, and you know, I'm pretty sure a more regular season will happen this year. So you know, you you have like those things going for you in the first place, just from like a, a football and preparation perspective. And then on top of the experience of those younger guys, I think that's a really great case. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see it this year. And, you know, hopefully that uh, the RPI, you know, plays in your favor and you get a pretty decent seed as well to start. Because I believe you guys, yeah, you guys were given the eighth seed last year, which is always tough too. you know, yeah. you'd rather you'd rather get, you know, like a higher seed and start off with, you know, uh, a game that's not against the defending state champs. Right. Ideal. Right. Well, yeah, in a normal year, we would have played the ninth seed, too. So it's just, it was crazy, you know? So Yeah, definitely a wacky kind of year. And, yep. you know, hopefully the stability helps out a lot on top of the experience and the regular offseason. I think that those yeah. are all really good points. Yep. 
But uh, kind of transitioning here a little bit and talking a bit more uh, miles and recruiting. So obviously, you know, we, we've discussed it this whole episode. You're on the 1A level and you're currently the only ranked player in 1A according to 24-7, last yeah. I checked. And uh, I guess, how has the recruiting journey been as a 1A football player? And um, what kind of advice would you give to, you know, n- not only just high school athletes in general, but, you know, 1A high school athletes on getting your name out there and getting recruiting and getting stars? You know, I mean, that that's yeah. we haven't seen it, you know, since since we started this uh, podcast. So just take us into that kind of journey and what you've done maybe a little bit differently. Well, it's tough, first of all. So there's a lot of advantages from growing up in a small town. But there's also a lot of disadvantages, and one of them is exposure and the ability to get yourself in front of coaches. And I think that's the hardest thing about getting recruited out of a small school is not only do you have to get exposure, but they have to trust you because you're not playing 5A competition. So they have to really believe in you that you can step on a college football field and compete. And so what I think I've done with my recruiting is I've I've been all over the country. I've been in front of a ton of coaches. And my uncle and my dad have really helped me. So my uncle is the head football coach. Uh, he played at CU. My dad played at CSU. So they've really helped get my name out there. And then it's just really getting in front of coaches and showing them what you can do. And not only getting in front of them, but making a statement there. And, you know, being the first one to shake their hand and things like that. It's the little things, especially out here. You know, not not everybody has to do the little things like that. But you got to make sure you got to have you got to have great eye contact. You got to speak clearly, speak loudly, and you got to be assertive with yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing in getting recruited out here. And then obviously, once you get going, it's a lot easier. So I started going to Six Zero uh, a couple months ago now, and Matt McChesney, he's the coach there. He does a great job. He's helped me a ton. He's the one who got me uh, ranked on Twenty Four Seven actually. So hopefully, hopefully, I'll be getting that third star soon. And uh, I've been working out there and getting a lot of exposure there and he's talked to a lot of coaches and it's set me up for a lot of things not only for like schools like csu pueblo but i'm you know talking to schools like cu and csu and south dakota state and montana now so it's a it's a good deal so i just the piece of advice i would give to small school athletes is get in front of coaches and don't forget where you came from you know use use your manners use your things like that and uh just really assert yourself and make him you got he's got to know that uh he trusts you because you know that's that's his life that's how he puts food on the table he's got to trust you in order to take you so you really got to make sure that you're willing to do the things you got to do to make the coach trust you hey i i love that response i think that's you know one of the more in-depth responses that we've had on the show and so i just want to say i appreciate that you know it sounds like you know at the 1a level that you know versus like 5a or something where it's like you know people know who a miles purchase is you know or that just in passing or a chase penry but you know at that 1a level or just at that smaller school level in general basically anything below 3a honestly you have to make sure you have to introduce yourself versus, you know, coaches just passively knowing you. And, uh, you know, I I appreciate, you know, that that attitude of being assertive and, you know, getting out there. It obviously helps that it sounds like football runs in the blood with the uh, with the Sprigs. So, you know, cool little football family thing going on there. And uh, 
you know, but also taking advantage of your resources. We've heard a lot of good things about uh, McChesney over there at 6-0 from, I believe Anthony Tokini was really fond of him, as well as Wilson Clark. Um, so, oh, you yeah. know, some some linemen who've worked with him in the past. And yep. obviously, I think Trey Zoon, also the highest ranked O-lineman from 21, also worked with him before yep. committing he, over to uh, Texas. A&M, right? Yeah, A&M. Yep. Um, so... You know, obviously utilizing your resources and, uh, you know, here at PMC, best of luck getting that third star as well. And, you know, we're going to make sure to take a good look at your film and you're on our list for, uh, you know, um, we do like the top five, you know, senior players at every position. So you're definitely on our list there. And, you know, whether you end up on that list or you end up as an honorable mention, we do your breakdown again. You know, I'm looking forward to just releasing that episode and, uh, you know, getting you a little bit more exposure um yeah but yeah really appreciate everything that you shared about that um and i guess is there i'm I'm gonna go a little bit out of order here but is there anything that you would have done differently as far as recruiting prior to your senior season like things that you kind of like wish you knew like before getting here or do you think that it's kind of played out I mean, as far as being like the only 1A player that's that's ranked, do you think that it's played out almost as best as it could have? Yeah, I think it's played out well. I think I've done a good job overall. The one thing I probably would have changed is, it, you know, I, I have everything when I go to camps, my athletic ability, my speed, my change of direction. I have all that. Uh, but it's really, I need to put some dominating film on right now. So I haven't really put absolutely dominating film on tape. Um, when I go to camps, you know, everything shows, but, uh, I really got to work on playing downhill more. And I know it's not really with recruiting, but it kind of is, you know, I got to work on playing every single down as hard as I can. I got to play downhill and I just got to be a striker. And I haven't, I haven't done that to the best of my abilities yet. So I'm excited to get out there this fall. Hey, the way you play is obviously a part of recruiting. You know, I think uh, a lot of people don't make that connection, but it definitely is, right? The better football player you are and the better things you do on the field, then obviously the better opportunities that you'll get. And I know um, some of the smaller players that we've done, like El Hodge Fall, I believe, uh, he was the out-of-state guy, and Rod Green, you know, they they always advise to, like, posting that camp film, too. Uh, if yep. you can, obviously, like getting videos of you at camps where you're going against, you know, out of state competition or even in state competition of all levels and showing, you know, the dominance there and putting that on like social medias and stuff, too. Oh, yeah, that's a huge part of it is post, post, post. And I, I really started to get into that a couple months ago, especially on Twitter, just posting all the time so coaches can, can always see it. And the big part of going 6 0 is I can compete against those 5A guys and those 4A guys all the time, and I have the ability to post it. So that's been the best part for me, is just showing showing all the coaches that I can compete against anybody. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's like you, you have to be a, a high school athlete, a high school student, and you have to be like a, your own sport manager all at the same time. Yep. Which, yeah. uh, you know, obviously isn't easy, but, I mean, you found a way to do it out there in uh, Holyoke, and... You know, at that 1A level, so I guess, you know, at that rate, well, and and it helps that you're talented as well and athletic, but, you know, um, it shows that it's possible, you know, as long as you put in the work. Oh, yeah, it is. There's stories all over, you know, Dalton Reisner is a great example, so. Yep, absolutely, NFL guy. So, I guess, um, 
kind of transitioning a little bit into, you know, something that you specifically reached out to us about, you know, we talked about like the recruiting and stuff, but you know, we here at Playmakers Corner, we want Colorado, and for those who don't know, referred to as the box state, uh, to become a football state here in the Rockies. In your opinion, what are some things that can get Colorado to that level? Well, I think the first thing is from just the actual football perspective, it's, you know, Coach McChesney kind of, uh, he kind of referenced this too. It's it's hobby town in a sort of way. You know, we don't, we're not really hard. The coaches aren't really hard on our guys. Uh, we have, we, Colorado's not the best at competing and we need to get better at that. So we need to train more with each other. We need to train harder. And those guys that are at the top, you know, being at the top of recruits, you know, it's kind of our job to uh, get football out there more and just get more kids in football. And then I think the second part of it is media. And I think, you know, we Colorado doesn't do a great job of covering high school football anymore. And I think we need to get back to that where we're covering high school football a lot and getting our guys the exposure that is needed. So then we got camps coming to us instead of going clear out of state and we just have more attention on Colorado and I think the more attention we get from media from everywhere from coaches is just the better so I think it's just getting ourselves out there more yeah absolutely and uh I don't know if you caught episode 50 but you know that was definitely a a flagship episode for this podcast where we talked about like Colorado football a culture problem and we talked about you know a lot of the same things that you just brought up here and you know, it's where it's like, you know, there's a problem with the coaches in the state and there's a problem with, you know, opportunities in the state. And, you know, a lot of a lot of athletes kind of uh, what you said and what McChesney apparently said, hobby town, a lot of a lot of, you know, high school kids are just fine with, you know, putting on the letterman's jacket and walking through the halls, you know, right. And just getting the clout that comes with it. So, you know, you bring up some excellent points. And by the way, listeners, a small plug for episode 50. Go ahead and listen to it if you haven't. But anyways, um, you know, I I think that I I agree wholeheartedly with everything that you said. And I'm sure Simon would say the same. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. And, you know, uh, that's that's partly why we started this podcast, man. We wanted to first off just elevate talent that you know isn't being elevated and you know about a year ago during the pandemic that's what we wanted to do we wanted to give advice to these young athletes and you know we wanted to give them exposure and you know cody and i I, in case you didn't know this we're both well he was born here so he's more of a colorado guy (laughs) than i am uh i was born in texas i actually grew up in dallas uh grew up around the likes of a kyler murray jamal adams those kind of cats over there and so i i know what what a football state looks like for sure and you know uh colorado i'll be honest has been good to me and you know we want to do the same here and put on players that's why we are doing these you know 1a like you know 1a 2021 previews and breakdowns so that we could talk about as many players and teams as possible you know and really kind of just get them out there because honestly man like uh this probably won't be the last time we talk about you or any of these other players because we're obviously gonna do you know some sort of review after the season but you know there's those rankings and all that and so you know we we are happy to be a part of it and you know we're glad that you are kind of giving us you know this insight because even after i'll just be real you know after that episode 50 and you know we've had some uh 
We're not going to call anyone out. We're not going to call anyone out. No name drops, but there is some backlash for sure. Yeah, not from players, though. Real colors of programs in the state. Yeah, not not from players. Like, all the players that have reached out to us, and there have been a lot on the 5A, 4A, 3A, basically every level of Colorado football have echoed exactly what you've said, man. And, you know, they completely agree with us. And, uh, I mean, it's just good to know that we're all on the same page. You know, we we're kind of working for the same thing here, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's a big goal that kind of everyone has in mind. It's a player or a coach that really wants it. And so I think it's been, you know, over the past years, it's been a good push. And I think we've had some things go our way and, you know, at six zero, we just did a round table for Fox KDVR so we were on there and, I, and it's just it's been good there's been more media and I think the more the better absolutely I mean we we just gotta you know it it, it takes you know certain media outlets just knowing like hey people care about this you know especially like the high school athletes and the coaches who are actually like living it you know and showing what what the life is of a high school football athlete and what all that entails you know so um, that's awesome that y'all had that round table and, uh, you know, ho- hopefully it just continues to snowball, right? Yeah. Yep. So, and I, I liked one part that you talked about where it's like, you know, it's up to us as, as players, you know, and as, you know, the, those top recruits to kind of, you know, increase like the involvement in that drive of football. And so kind of building off of that, I want to ask, like, what do you think your contributions to Colorado football have been whether that's like in your community like doing volunteer stuff or peewee stuff or you know just getting your face out there in the community any community stuff that you've done that shows like hey you know football players are you know people too yeah so I think really where my contribution has been made is just across small school football and I kind of view myself as sort of you know the face of small school football out here nobody really knows a lot about it and it's just all the kids that uh, all the kids that look up to me, man. I do it. I do it to show them, and I kind of view myself as somebody who who is uh, obligated to set the table for the next generation of young guys that want to be football players, and show them the right way to do it, show them how to do it. And that's really that's really my goal. And obviously, I want to. I take a lot of pride in playing for Holyoke. I want to put that name across my chest and really 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 have pride in it so i think playing in a small school has given me a great opportunity to show all these kids from small towns that it's possible and you can do it if you set your mind to it yeah i love that for you i think that's exactly what you're doing you know and uh you know i think that you'll only have a chance to build on that you know heading into this season so yep. and then this this is super off topic but i just gotta ask what what's it like uh uh, growing up in a football family, you know, with your your dad and your uncle having both played college football, and then you have one or two brothers also on that squad with you. Yeah, so I got two brothers. So Wyatt, he'll be a sophomore, and then Reed will be a freshman this year. So it's been a, fo- a football family is cool. I've loved growing up in it, man. We've got to a, we've gone to a lot of football games, and I've heard a lot of school. I've learned a heard a lot of cool stories you know from my grandpa and my dad and my uncles obviously my own uncle played at CSU as well so it's been it's been cool it's been a good experience for me I've learned and I just say I've learned a lot I've learned a lot about uh, what it is like how it what it is to attack every day like 
there's nothing else and you got to attack all the time you got to work hard and honestly the biggest thing i've learned from them is to just never stop never stop and sometimes sometimes stuff hits the fan and you're just down low and the only way you're going to get through it is to just work your balls off i don't know i don't even know another way to put it and so that's kind of my mentality that i that i've carried throughout my athletic career through all sports and through life you know i just i'm going to work hard and get through whatever whatever life throws at me yeah and i i bet you know that's cool that you know everyone kind of knows what you're going through you know before a game or after a game you know win lose yeah. uh, they they've all lived it on multiple levels and uh you all can hold each other to basically like the highest standard too so that's oh, that's yeah. awesome to grow up in that environment and develop as a person and a football player oh yeah especially since you know i'm i'm still 17 i i think some stupid things sometimes that aren't necessarily right but they've been there done that they have that experience so they're there to lead me through the process and uh, really, really alleviate a lot of the headache that I could have caused. Hey, fair enough. And uh, sounds like that, you know, with with that uh, kind of family, it instills some humility, too. So, yeah, um, yep, for sure. So, you know, it, talking about, you know, you said you, you've learned a lot. You've heard a lot of stories, I guess, you know, as we kind of get near the end of this episode here, I guess what is some advice that you have or would give to high school athletes making their way through high school sports and aspire to go on the next level, whether that's, you know, on the field or off the field or anything like that. Uh, you got to learn to love the game. If you don't love it, you're not going to make it at the next level because there's too many guys, you know, they'll move on, find another cat. You got to, you got to love the game and you got to love the process. And uh, the process is the prize, and I truly believe that. And you got to learn to love, you know, working out early in the morning and doing the things, making the sacrifices that not everybody else has to make every day. And you got to make a lot of sacrifices. But, you know, for me, it's just I love the game, and I'm willing to make the sacrifices because I want to play college football so bad. I want to experience that atmosphere and that family and that culture and that fan base and everything that comes with college football. So I might have to give up some things here and there, but in the long run, it's going to be worth it because I'm chasing my dream and what I really want to do. I was going to say, I really like, you know, that, that quote there, the process is the prize and uh, definitely agree with everything you said, you know, um, love and commitment to a sport is you could see it. You could see the difference between the people who love football and for the people who are just there. So uh, I think that's great advice to give to some of these younger athletes. And, you know, I think that that's a great question that you as a high school athlete have to ask yourself when considering, you know, how far you're going to go in the sport or what you're going to do for the sport uh, is like, do I love this game? And so, yep. you know, I think that's a great piece of advice for for younger athletes. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, yeah, I guess, you know, the, now that we're really, really at the end of the interview, I guess. I just want to give you time to shout out anybody who's been important to your academic or athletic career. You know, you've already shouted out. uh, Well, you've briefly mentioned, you know, your family members, obviously, uh, as far as your brothers and, you know, your uncle and dad and some coaches they've had. But I guess this is a time to, you know, really give like thanks. And we we here at PMC believe in, you know, showing gratitude and displaying, you know, that support system that's in place for for players and how important it is to have a good support system and how that helps you get to the next level. Yeah, yeah. So obviously my family, my 
especially, you know, my uncle that coaches and my dad and my grandpa, they've really helped me. I wouldn't be where I am without them. And then Coach McChesney over at 6-0, he's done a great job for me so far. You know, I go there and work out. He's he's just great in everything he does. He really he builds he builds bridges for players in Colorado that want to get to the next level. And really, you know, being from a small town is one of the great things. All of our teachers and coaches and everything are really good at supporting. And I I got a very I got a really good supporting cast around me. You know, the community is behind us, our football team all the time. And uh, it's it's really special. And I'm glad to hear that. And it looks like, you know, so far so good. And obviously, you know, we wish you the best of luck heading into, you know, this fall season. And, uh, you know, hope to see y'all lighten it up and, you know, put a thumping on some of these other 1-8 teams. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on. It was, it was a blast. It was fun. Hey, it was a blast for us as well. Yeah, thank you so much to Miles Sprague for coming on to the show. Um, on really, you know, getting it set up pretty fast. Uh, reached out to us only a day before this interview, and, you know, we got it together. And I think that he has a lot of good things to say, and I think there's a lot of good things coming out of Holyoke High School. And, you know, even for years to come with the uh, with the Spragues running things over there out in Holyoke. So thank you so much for joining us on the show and, you know, make sure to find Sprague here. You're on Twitter, right? If you want to drop your Twitter handle, go ahead. Yeah. So I'm Sprague underscore miles on Twitter and then miles underscore Sprague on Instagram. Perfect. So yeah, go ahead and give our athlete a follow there where he's posting a lot of good content and go ahead and look up his highlight reel and stay tuned for his breakdown. We will be coming out with it sometime this fall. I'll say for sure. And, you know, in order to, check out that breakdown make sure to find us on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts including anchor and if you haven't already make sure to find at the playmakers corner on either twitter or instagram we're also on facebook and tiktok and thank you so much for rocking with us i've been one of your hosts cody stoffer i'm your other co-host simon villianos and until next time peace